John chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. Now, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And the supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things unto his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from the supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin. He began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter. And Peter said unto him, Lord, does thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do... Thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know afterward or hereafter. Excuse me. Peter said unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said unto him, he that is washed needed not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whiff. And you are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, ye are not all clean. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, cleanse us. Let us be like Peter, Father God. Not our feet only, but our hands and our heads. Father, give us strength to walk in this world, Father God, and give us sense enough to know that every once in a while, if not often, we need our feet clean. We need our feet clean. Father God, cleanse us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Boy, what, a, what an exciting last night on, on earth for Jesus. What an exciting last night on earth for Jesus. He had a lot going on in that upper room. He had a lot going on in that upper room. But one of the most interesting things he, he had going on is there was no one there to wash feet. This must have been a private occasion where Jesus didn't want anyone there. Not even a, not even a hand servant or a, or a servant at the door to wash the feet of all that would come into that room, which was which was almost the standard in that day. 
Remember, they wore sandals. They wore sandals and, and they didn't have paved roads and different things like that. So their feet would often be filthy when they arrived at a specific place. But what we want to talk about this morning, just I ain't going to say briefly because I'll be tell, not telling the truth, but I'm going to keep it brief as I can. I'll try to. We want to talk about the work of a humble servant. How about that? The work of a servant. All service for God ought to be humble. That ought, that ought to come with the territory. We ought to, we ought to strive to, to be humble, okay? Humble meaning getting ourselves out the way, getting ourselves out the way and, 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 and serving God. I think, I think Peter says we ought to clothe ourselves in humility. How about that? Be clothed in humility. So when someone see us, They'll see a servant of God. I don't care what, what role you, you play in the church. I don't know what your position is. You may come out here and, and, and it may be Thursday and you'll see Ann and Margaret working, but you ought to see servants. Ought to be servants. You come in here in the morning, you, you know, Cindy and I arrive early. You know, I'm pretty sure if Jeremy and Vaughn, a little beepers goes off, somebody's at the church, you know, and, and, and there's two servants arriving. That's all. Two servants arriving. Um, Monday, we had to, the hospice event here, and I thank God for everybody that showed up. We had a wonderful time, you know, and, 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 and Darla was showed up, and, and for whatever reason, they bought the, the food ring from Sam's Club, and, and normally it's cut. They, they, they're supposed to cut it. It wasn't cut, okay? And all I had to do was say, Darla, can you cut that for me, okay? And, 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 and with a service heart, she just went to cutting. She just went to cutting. She did tell me, you know, you could have had a better knife. But, <laughs> you know, that was neither here nor there. But, you know, that's, that's what I mean. And, you know, for over the years that all of us are out here, you know, making sure Mother Blanche get to church. That's servant. Okay. Making sure Mervyn get to church. Just working as a servant. Making sure Christine. Okay. You know, and Vernon was up and running and he was at full strength. You know, he was the one that went to the hospitals and he knew when somebody was in the hospital. I mean, we didn't have to worry about if somebody had gone to visit him because we knew we had a servant that assumed that position. He wasn't assigned that. He, he assumed that. OK, he assumed that part. Amen. When we have we have issues with anything in the church, you know, anything that needs repaired or fixed. We need a plumber out here, electrician. You know, Vaughn and Jeremy, they, they, they rise to the occasion and they serve. Okay, they serve. So servanthood and being humble as a servant is all about what we do. It's all about what we do. We ought to, we, we ought to do it with joy. We ought to do it with joy. Okay, so, so to know, I think this is interesting, to know that Jesus loved those, those disciples to the very end. He never stopped loving them. On his, when he was about to go to Calvary's cross, he loved them to the end. There's a lot of scriptures that support that type of love. That's the same type of love that God has for us. Amen. Okay? He, he, he loves us to the end. I, I, we, we, we have some verses that, that, that we assign to God's love, but think about it in, in this sense. God is never going to stop loving us. Okay? I, I, I think we live in a world today where, where, where people attack our God in that sense where, you know what? You can do something 
to stop God from loving you. I don't find that. I don't find that to be scriptural. Okay? I don't find that to be scriptural. Here's what I find to be scriptural. Jeremiah 33, 31.3. And the Lord have appeared of all unto me, saying, Yea, watch this, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Think about that. An everlasting love. What is an everlasting love? I can give you a simple answer what everlasting love is. It's a love that lasts forever. All right? It ain't too deep. I, I, I think in, in, in Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13, he says love never fails. Okay? So when I hear people say, oh, you know, I don't love them no more, you never loved them. Amen. Somebody wrong. Well, you know, I, I used to love you and I don't love you no more. You never loved them. How do I know? Let me get on, I get on their nerves. How, do you, how can you say something like that? Because the word of God says, and the Bible says, let God's word be true and every man liar. Somebody tell you they love you? Don't, put, don't play with that word. That's a serious word. That's a serious word. But the mercy of the Lord is, watch this, from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. And that word fear in that sense means that love him. Okay? That love him. Here's one of the, here's one of the, here's one of the great verses that I know, I know, I know. This one we use all the time. But here's one of the great verses in the Bible about the love of God. You have any questions about how much God loves you? Okay? And you think, well, you know what? God don't love me no more. That's a lie. Amen. Only Satan can tell you that. Okay. He, says, he says this. Y'all know where it's at. For, for I'm persuaded. Here's Paul. Paul said, for I'm persuaded. That word persuaded before I even start means I am confident. I am definite. I am totally convinced. Now, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities no powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature should be able to do what? Separate us from the love of God. Don't let nobody tell you God don't love you no more. Okay? Love you. He came here to love you. He was born to love you. Okay? How do I know that? Watch. Watch, watch. Let me just throw some verses at you. I'm just a Bible thumper, okay? Watch this. Watch this. Luke 2.10. Watch this. We get, to, we get to Christmas next month. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Watch this. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, what's that got to do with the love of God? He was born Savior. He was born to die for our sins. Not for his. Didn't have any. 
He was born to die for the sins of the world. Luke 10, Luke 19, sin says, for the son of man has come to seek and save the lost. It don't get any better than the greatest sinner of all, the greatest sinner of all, the greatest sinner in the scriptures. Here's what he has to say about the love of God. He says, this is a faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 1.15, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. How about that? How about that? Even when you was dead in your trespasses and sin, even when you didn't care a lick about the things of God. Even when you would have, you would, you would have, you would have given the church and anybody who came up to you talking about Jesus the middle finger. Guess what? Guess what? For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Mm-hmm. How about that? Verse 8, but God commended his love toward us. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. He commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. What did he do? He died for us while we were yet sinners. He died for us. That's some deep stuff. Who are you willing to die for? Hmm. Hmm. So we talking about the love of God. We talk about the love of God. And I love talking about the love of God because I need it. Okay. Amen. I need it. I, I, you know, I don't need no, I don't need no second class bootleg love. I don't need no love. I can go over to the flea market and get, no, I need top shelf. I need top shelf, top shelf love. I don't, I don't need no, I don't need none of that. I need this. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Here, here's what we need. Because he laid down his life for us. That's interesting. Now, as I was saying, in verse 4, watch, watch verse 4 of John 13. And he rises from supper. Now, now there usually was a bond servant at the door, okay? This is a bond server at the door, okay? And that his job or her job, whoever that bond servant was, was to wash the feet of anybody who came in the door. Okay. I don't know if it was raining that night, it was a dusty night, feet sweat. You know, last thing, last thing, and you know, and I take I, honestly, I do, I do. I, I'm just saying this, I do, I, I do, I do my best to keep my feet nice. All right. Some grease on them. Some lotion on them. I buy some special stuff. I buy some expensive lotion on my, for my feet. I just do. That's just me. I don't know if it's the, just weird. I don't know if Jake do that with his feet or not, you know. I know some folks don't want to take their shoes off. I ain't wearing never wearing no sandals. I'm just saying. I like, I, I like taking care of my feet, all right? But I don't want nobody washing them. I don't want nobody touching them. So Jesus rides for supper. Verse four, 
and laid aside his garments. You know, now remember, he's a humble servant. What do you think should have happened in this situation? Seeing that there was nobody at the door to wash feet. What do you think should have happened in this situation? One of those 12 disciples should have said, because this was, this was just something that was done. One of them should have said, but they probably all looked around like we look around. Somebody needs to be washing feet. Or it could have been like, I smell feet. <laughs> okay? I smell feet. It's because somebody should have said, you know what? But they, you, know, you, you don't see humility here. You see, you see a bunch of disciples all looking at each other, knowing somebody should have been, somebody should have stooped down and said, I got it. I got it. Nobody did. Jesus probably said, oh, y'all ain't going to do it. He knew they weren't going to do it. How do I know? Because he know everything. Watch this. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and gird himself. Gird himself just like a bond servant would. A foot washer would. And after that, he poured water in a basin. He began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. It was considered inhospitable, uncivilized. I did this, this, one, this one guy wrote, he said it was considered uncivilized and inhospitable not to wash feet when somebody entered a room. Hmm. Y'all remember the story? Y'all remember the story in Luke 7. Let me read some of it. Let me read some of it. Let me read some of this story. Luke 7, 37. Watch this. Great story. And once I start reading, you, you're very familiar with the story. It says, and behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner. Okay. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. Now watch. And stood at his feet. Behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears. And did wipe them with the hairs of her head. And kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. How about that? How about that? Verse 39, watch. Simon the leper. He ain't Simon the leper no more. He's just Simon. And when the Pharisee, when the Pharisee, not the Pharisee, when the Pharisee, which had been bitten, saw him, okay, his house, his responsibility would have, should have been to do what? Have someone at the door to wash the feet of the guest that he invited to his house. Just being disrespectful. And when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself. How about that? Saying, this man, now he's talking to himself. Jesus, you can't talk to yourself around Jesus, okay? Remember Sarah laughed to herself around Jesus? She said, oh, no, I, I didn't laugh. You, know, you can't do this stuff around Jesus. Something you can do around me, you can't do around Jesus. You can, you can sit in there, out there and say, man, I wish this dude would hurry up and get done, you know? You can't say that around Jesus. But I know some of y'all say that sometimes. 
Not you, Vernon. Watch this. And Jesus answered and said, let me read 39 again, please. Now, when the Pharisees, which had bitten him, saw it, he spake with himself, saying, this man, if he were a prophet, well, he wasn't a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touched him, for she is a sinner. Anybody would have touched him in that house would have, would have been a sinner. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, See, 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 this is where this is this is where I love Jesus. And this is why I can follow Jesus. See, I can't follow weakness. You show me strength. You show me weakness and we we going to be on the outs. But you got some strength and you got some 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 backbone and some heart and some gusto. I go to war with you. I go to war with Jesus and Paul and Joshua and Caleb. OK. Here's Jesus. Here's Jesus. And Jesus answered him, said, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. And now Jesus watch. He said, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other owed 50. Okay. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, Simon, the leper who was healed of leprosy, tell me, therefore, which of them will love him the most? And Simon answered and said, I suppose, you see the weakness? I suppose that he, no, 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 ain't no suppose in it. Okay? Okay. If somebody got $50,000 worth of debt and somebody got $10 worth of debt and, and he forgave both of them, who's going to be the happiest? Okay? <laughs> okay? So, so he said, I suppose that he, that, that to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. That's so disrespectful. And this woman recognized that. She recognized that it was uncivilized and inhospitable to have the master of the universe, the Messiah, come into the house of a, of a Pharisee and not get his feet washed. And she didn't have none of the supplies with her. She used what she had. She used what she had. Okay? She used what she had. See, some of us think we got to be super gifted. Oh, I got to be super gifted and talented. I got to I got to go to I got to go to cemetery. I got to have a degree. I got No, 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 no. You got to have you got to have the desire to want to be used of God. God to use you. God to use you. Okay, maybe some of the worst, some of the worst teachers and preachers are the ones with seminary degrees. You, you, you stepping over your bounds. No, here's this woman had nothing but her hair. That alabaster box she carried around with her. That was her life savings. Okay.
That's our life savings. Verse 45. Thou gave me no kiss. It was, it was, it was traditional when a, when a person came to your home and that you just give him a kiss. Like Vernon did. Vernon gave me a kiss when he see me. Okay? Watch. And my head with all with oil thou did not anoint. But this woman have anointed my feet with ointment. Well, I don't have to go any further with that. I just wanted to push the emphasize the fact that foot washing was important that day. Let me let me keep moving. Let me keep moving. We talk about the work of a homo servant. Let's talk about the word. Now, now, now this is where it gets interesting. Because Jesus is always teaching. I had a preacher tell me back in the day when I first started off in, in Christianity or being a Christian and being born again, he said, every moment is a teaching moment. Every moment is a teaching moment. You find yourself doing that with your children. You know, you find yourself doing that with your coworkers and friends and everything. You use every moment as a teaching moment. You can learn something from everything. Okay, we never stop learning. I think we're going to get in a dangerous spot when you stop learning. Okay, Here, here's Jesus in verse in verse six. And then he, and then he come up to Simon Peter. Now, this is going to rest in me. Now, Jesus, most likely he didn't wash everybody's feet. Okay. Because he said, then he come up to Simon Peter. Now, Simon Peter had watched everybody get their feet washed. And now he he got something to say when Jesus come to him. And, he, and, and, and Peter say unto him, Lord, does thou wash my feet? Well, well, what kind of question is that? I've washed everybody's feet. Okay? I got one pair of feet to wash and I'll be done. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what I do, thou knowest not now. Okay? Really what he's saying is, I'm teaching you how to be a servant, Peter. Now, now, now remember, Peter had to get some hard lessons, okay, to make him the man that he is. Sometimes we don't, we underestimate that. Sometimes we got to have some hard lessons to become the man or woman God wants us to be. Got to go through some stuff. You got to have some ups and some downs. That way you will understand better by and by. You will understand better why someone may struggle with a certain thing because you have struggled with it. Okay, and you won't be so condescending. And I wonder where he at. I wonder what happened. Why don't Why don't he do this? Why don't he do that? Because you went through it. I went through it. Okay, okay. You know, some people. Sometimes people think, well, you know, you just all of a sudden became committed. No, I don't always. There was see, there was a time where, in 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 my walk, faith walk, that first Sundays would drive me nuts. You know why? You know why first Sundays would drive me nuts? I'll go to church and first Sunday. You know why? Because I didn't understand communion. I was ready to go. Now they're going to do communion. Now they're going to put the gloves on. That's where I was at. I was just a, I was just a baby. I didn't understand communion. So oh, they got to put the gloves on. Here you go. Put the gloves on. Now they got to walk around. Now they got to walk around and hand all these people these drinks. And, you know, and I'm like... The Browns, man. And it was always, they was always playing Pittsburgh on Community Sunday, seemed like it. <laughs> Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Just, you just grow. 
The Bible said we ought to grow in godliness and all that. That's part of it. Here's Peter growing. He said, Peter, you're not going to understand it. You'll understand it better by and by. Okay? Peter didn't understand. He saw Peter say unto him in verse 8, Thou shalt never wash my feet. See, Peter said some crazy stuff to Jesus. See, Jesus could have easily told Peter right here, get behind me, Satan. He told him that before, you know. Mm-hmm. He told, remember Jesus was talking and, and Jesus said, and, 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 and Peter said, you would never, they would never take you to the cross. And he said, get behind me, Satan. He didn't say, Peter, get behind. He didn't call Peter Satan, but he knew Satan was at work in Peter's mouth. Peter had foot and mouth disease. Okay. Always putting his mouth, foot in his mouth. Always putting his foot in his mouth. But he is a picture of all of us because we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all had to say, God, you know, why did I say something so crazy? Jake, Jake, your amens are are appreciated, okay? All right. Because I know I didn't say some stuff. And I'll be up at night. I said, what the heck did that come from? You understand what I'm saying, Jeremy? (laughs) You do too. Okay, so, so, so Peter tells Jesus, No. That ain't never good, is it? That ain't never good. That you, you listen, listen. I said this in Sunday school this morning. The number one, number one, the number one attribute or trait of a disciple is obedience. Okay, and obedience means you never tell the master no. You never tell the master no. Okay. So Peter said unto him, "Thou shalt never wash my feet." Almost like he shouted at Jesus. And Jesus answered him. And Jesus answered him. I think Jesus was calm and cool. Okay? If I wash thee not, how about that? If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. That was it. That's all he said. And Peter said, like we should say, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. What was Peter thinking? Peter wasn't thinking like Jesus was thinking. Peter was thinking like he was in the flesh. He was thinking, listen, if if I don't have no part in you because my feet being dirty, when my hands get dirty and my head get dirty, what's attached to the head? The eyes and the ears and the mouth. So Jesus said, Peter said, I need it. I need a full Overhaul. Amen. I know sometimes I do. Need a full overhaul. You know what? Thank you for that trial. Thank you for that test because I needed it. Sometimes we just get we just get lackadaisical in our walk. Don't we? Don't don't y'all act like I'm up here preaching to myself. Don't sometimes we just get a little lackadaisical and we get a little sideways and we get a little bit, we get a little bit nonchalant with our walk. But God. Amen. You know, and and, but God, who is what? Rich in mercy. Wonder if God dealt with us every time we made a mistake, He dealt with us. Boy, boy, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? We'd be in trouble. Listen, Peter says, thou should never wash my feet. And Jesus answered said, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. How about that? 
How about that? Jesus, Jesus said, thou hast no part with me. Peter didn't want to be without the Lord. He didn't want to be without the Lord. Okay? He had a, he had a David moment. He had a David moment. I, I really believe Peter understood the Old Testament. That was part of the Jewish tradition. You have to know the Old Testament. So Peter was saying sort of what David said. When Peter said, wash not only my feet, but my hands and my head. Think about it. See if you see it in this. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sins. How about that? How about that? Peter was asking God to cleanse him thoroughly. What? I don't think nothing wrong with that. Paul, Paul writing to the Thessalonian church in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, he writes this. He said, in the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. How about that? Paul had it. Paul, Paul understood what people need. Paul understood because he went through some stuff, too. See, before God could use Paul, he had to bust Paul down, break Paul down. And then Paul would write this to the young Thessalonian church. The very God of peace sanctify you holy, holy. I like that. I like that. Well, let me let me let me get closing. Let me get to closing. There's a word for us in here today. OK, there's a word for us in here today. Look at verse 10. A word for us. How, how do you apply this to us today? Today, Jesus said unto him. He that is washed needed not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And you are clean, all right? So, so what God is saying in the person of Jesus Christ, we, we don't need a total cleansing. I hear people get, well, I got, I used to talk to the kids out to the prison. They, I ain't been baptized eight times, but every group, every group of volunteers come in, want to baptize them. So they just keep getting baptized. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When God cleanses us, okay, when God cleanses us, we are cleansed. We are cleansed forever, okay? But our feet, because we walk in this sin-sick world, our feet needs cleansing every once in a while. Every once in a while, we need to get our feet clean. We don't need to be cleansed over. How do I know that, Pastor? You got to give me some scriptures. Listen. I got some. Y'all know I got some. I'm going to give you a couple now. I'm going to close. Okay? All right? See, see, the person who, who got a janky salvation. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that word janky means. I just hear it. Okay? Jake, you know what janky means, right? You got my point. So if you got a, if you got a, uh, 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 a messed up salvation. You really don't understand how you were saved and what it means to be saved. And you, you can get thrown off and you can get saved all the time. Just getting saved all the time. You don't need to get saved all the time. Okay? You can go to a revival without getting saved. All right? Amen. All right? You, you know, I, I, I used to go to a church, one of the Pentecostal churches, and, and, and every week, 
Every week, the same people was getting slain in the spirit. Every week, they was falling over. I'm like, come on, man. How many times you need to do that? Every week, bam, they going down. Bam, they going down. Every week, they running around the church. They getting delivered every week. Knocking over stuff. Interrupted the preacher. Preacher trying to preach. They, they getting delivered every week. Preacher trying to preach. I'm like, we not saved with something that wears off. You know, you, know you, you, can, you can paint something. You know, you ever touch up your car, you go to car wash five or six times, and then where you touch it up, it wear off. Man, we ain't saved like that. We, we, listen, 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 listen. Our sins, okay? Let me give you a Bible verse. Let me stop talking. For as much as you know, better know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things. We were not redeemed with stuff that's going to wear off. I told y'all the story. I was over McGuffey Lanes going to bowl Wednesday night league. I don't know, it might have been Thursday night. might have been Tuesday night. Who knows? We, I bowled every day back then when I didn't know the Lord. Okay? So, so I'm walking through the parking lot. Walking through the parking lot. Guy walked up to me. Man, I got a gold chain, man. Give me $20, man. I said, man, that's nice. Give me that chain, man. Give him $20. Put that thing on. Put that thing on. Everybody at the bowling night, man, that's a nice chain, man. Where you get that at? Ah, uh, I got it down at a king's jewelry. Uh, so, so, so I get home. I was a hot, nice day of bowling, won a couple jackpots, sweating a little, go take me a shower. And I'm like, man, I must be real dirty. I look down at my feet and it was just all black, all black. Then I, then I go to the mirror. I want to look at my gold chain. It wasn't gold no more. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was just silver. I'm like, oh, I got played. <laughs> we ain't saved like that. Amen. We ain't saved with we ain't saved with corruptible things like silver and gold. We are not saved like that. How we saved? How we saved? Verse 19, 1 Peter 1:19. How we saved? How we saved? But with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and with our spot. We have been eternally cleansed. Eternally cleansed. Think about that. All, we have been cleansed for all eternity. And once in a while we just need our feet clean. Okay? Okay? However, as we walk through life, we tend to fall into sin and we need a cleansing. I know some of you, I ain't, listen, listen, you're going to have some bad days. Amen. You're going to have some bad weeks. You might have some bad months. Okay? But if you say, if you've been saved, if you've been truly redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb, all you need is a, a little touch-up. Okay? You don't, need a whole, you don't need a whole new engine because your, your battery don't start. You just need a battery. Go to the shop now. You know, your transmission is gone. Your, you, no, no, no. I just need a battery. All right? Same thing. You just need your feet clean. Think about that. I, I, I think about John. John the Baptist, watch, I'm close. John the Baptist. John the Baptist is sitting around waiting on the Lord. He look up. John 129, he look up. He says, the next day, John, see if the Lord, see if Jesus coming unto him. Watch this. And say, here we, here we go. Here we go. Behold, the Lamb of God 
which taketh away the sin of the world. How about that? How about that? Closing. One last verse. I'm closing. Promise. Hebrews 1.3. This is fascinating. Now, these are the verses that you write down and study on your own. Because you know this kind of stuff. This is how you help people. This is, this is how you help people. This is how you become a disciple. He says this in Hebrews 1.3, his last verse. He said, who being the brightness of his glory in the express image of his person and upholding all things, upholding all things, how? By the word of his power. Now watch. And when he had by himself purged our sins. Let me, let me stop right there and explain that word purge. That word purge means exonerated. It's a legal word. It means you've been pardoned. That means I'm not back and bring this up again. You've been cleansed. You, your sin has been forgiven and dismissed. And they say dismissed with prejudice, meaning they can't bring this case against you again. Now let me read that verse and I'm closed with that in mind about purge. And it says, and when he had by himself, he didn't need no help. He don't need your help. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Well, plenty more. Y'all break. God is good. God done some wonderful work. And he expects us to do some wonderful work. And, and, and he wouldn't expect us to do wonderful work if he didn't equip us to do it. God is, has equipped us to do wonderful work. So he can sit there and say, Amen. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Step out on it. Step out on that. Step out on faith and say, I'm going to see what God wants to do with me. Because he can do great things. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you. Thank you for being a humble servant. Thank you for showing us how to be a humble servant. Father God, thank you for continually washing our feet. Yes, Lord. When we step in the muck and mire of this world. Father God, thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you for shedding your precious blood for our sins. Yes, Lord. Thank you for letting us know without a shadow of doubt we were not saved with corruptible things. But we were saved by the power of the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Amen.